Welcome to Toast in the Morning, your number one podcast for all things sports and more. Here are your hosts, Evan and Peter. Enjoy. Toast. Today is Thursday. Yes. Um, before we get into football, mm-hmm. why do the Mets like to sign our ex-scraps? You mean uh, wasted potential on your end? Because we're going to fulfill... You guys said sev- Dylan Luis- Patances, give me them. Luis Severino, give me those. Yeah, I Curtis want Grandison, I we take I, I want your bench coach, baby. I want your bench coach. Go ahead. If, we're, we're just a factory. Statement. We're, we're a factory. We're a factory. We, we turn out these guys. He's going to be a Cy Young contender. He's going to sign the, the mega deal. Mm. We're back. Um, I will say, unlike the Dylan Batances deal, this is very low risk. Yeah. Like you guys paid him, what, $13 million, Which is yes. – that's like Steve Cohen bought a sandwich for lunch. Like, yeah. Nom, nom, nom. That, it is whatever. It's high – I mean, low risk, high reward. Will there be much reward? I don't think so. I think he's going to do is throw a gem in late September – not late September. Oh, my God. Early summer. And then everyone's going to be like, oh, my God, he's back. And then he's going to get hurt and not return until September – and then suck. Hey. It's it's an endless cycle listen, with Sevi I've been look, with. Listen, if he performs in June, we'll be okay. Because that, that's the that's the kryptonite month for the Mets. And then August, we're like, are they back? And then they don't make it back. And they're like, enough. nah. <laughs> they, stick your, they stick their nose up. They're like, ah, we're not bad. Um, once again, as I've been mentioning to you past episodes, I listen to a lot of the fan. Uh-huh. Um... Yes. Second of all, I, I've caught myself a lot lately. Like I'm always a big music guy, but I've been listening to a lot of sports radio lately when I'm driving. All right, all right. Um, much credit to Tiki. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like that's a big chunk. Like If it's in that 2, 3, 4 p.m. range, I'm like, oh, let me go listen to Tiki. But right. still even in the morning, driving to work, I listen to the fan. Yeah. Point I, being, uh, I feel like a lot of the discourse around Mets baseball right now is – if you guys don't land a Soto, Yamamoto, or is a third big free agent slash trade piece that I'm forgetting off the top of my head. Tyler Glasnow? In, ah, no. But still, mainly Soto, okay. Yamamoto. If you don't get one of those two guys and he goes to the Yan- and they go to the Yankees, mm-hmm. it's kind of like a what was Cohen even about like that's like supposed to be his whole shtick right you're, you're he's good no matter what he's gonna give the big offer right yeah. and that and that's what Mets fans I think have been saying over the past decades like oh we need to dish out the cash the Wilpons weren't putting the money out we weren't giving the number one offer that's why we're not getting these prospects if you guys put the number one offer in and he they still sign with the Yankees then what uh well I think it's panic. Okay, well, well, Soto, I, I very, I doubt Soto's going to come to New York in twenty for the twenty twenty four season. I doubt. What if you guys trade for him? I just don't I think doubt. Cohen wants to give up any pieces. I doubt exactly. I think they're going to they're just going to hold off and maybe he reaches free agency next year, and then that's another conversation. Yamamoto, unless, uh, who knows if he has? He just loves pinstripes. He just loves him so, so much that he needs to sign with the Yankees. Like, I do think the Mets are going to be the favorites from, on Yamamoto. I think they're going to give him the biggest bag. Not even to go to, like, the thing is, it's not just the Yankees. It's literally everyone in baseball as yes. well. 
but it's going to be the big teams like your Dodgers. Right. Also, the Giants, I think, are going to put in a very favorable deal because they've missed out on like every free agent known to mankind. That's true. That's true. But you still didn't answer my question. The question was, is what if you guys put in those number one bids and they don't sign? I mean, it's uh, disappointing because uh, I'm, besides Sanga, I'm not very confident in our starting rotation. I agree. Uh, they they need a Yamamoto. You don't. Evan Roberts said this. Uh, you don't see a lot of twenty five year old starting pitchers reach free agency. I know it's different because he got posted from I mean, Japan. That's, but I thought like that's what's so crazy about Soto too. You don't see many twenty five year olds future star. Well, not even future. People even think he's gonna be a future Hall of Famer. That's right. up to discourse. But he is an all star and top player in the league. And yeah. he's hit. Usually, those guys don't hit for agency till twenty nine years old. Yeah. I, I love, I love Juan Soto. I would love for him to be a man. You slide both those guys as much cash as you possibly can accumulate because that translates to winning baseball for the next five plus yeah, years. Yeah. Um, look, I, I'm hoping, to, I'm, I'm hoping for Yamamoto. I do think we're the favorites. I do think we have the most likeliest chance to land him. But like I said, it's. It's like if you want to say like the Mets have like a twenty thirty percent shot, everyone has like ten fifteen. I also stole that from Evan yes. Roberts. He also said that too, and I agree. I agree with him with that. It's like everyone is like right there in second place, like everyone else. Yes, in a sense. Because so. I mean, obviously, coming into the MLB, he's probably gonna try and get the biggest contract he can. Absolutely, and also like you just, we don't really have a whole lot of. Uh, definite reporting in the sense of like what does he actually want we hear just we've heard a lot of like oh he wants to team up with a japanese one of his japanese teammates so smoke and mirrors or like oh he wants to play in the east coast or like and i saw a report like oh maybe the the, the mariners because they have kikuchi as well I've heard people say west coast closer to home we don't really know a whole lot we don't know anything so and i think uh yamamoto is your number one target because as good as Senga is in reality, in a good starting bullpen, this is also I'm quoting the fan. He's a two to three. Hey, I mean, if Senga's our number two, I'm fine with. It. I if mean, Senga wor- was the number three heading into last year. As well, I mean, especially as his first year, it should have been. Yeah. But if you have a top tier postseason starting rotation, he's a number three to low end number two. I mean, if if Yamamoto Senga's our number one, our one and two. I'll yeah, take oh, that. Oh, yeah, 100%. And, uh, you know, they're interested in Jordan Montgomery, too. That's one, two, three. That's pretty solid. That's decent. I can live with that. I think what you guys have to do is obviously we talk about get more bats, get more bats. Right. But I feel like it's not even the number one target in my eyes. You guys need an ace and back. Obviously, another arm in the starting rotation. That's whatever. I mean, what do you guys have? Like McGill and who else? There's. David Peterson, Joey Lucas. It's like a bunch of meh. Sevy yeah. hopefully we, we got, fits in yeah, there. We, we got some intriguing prospects that, you know, in double A, triple A, that I would like to see, but who knows? Yeah, but I'm saying that you guys need one definite ace. Hopefully that's yeah. Yamamoto. And yeah. one, like, high ceiling guy to throw in there somewhere yeah. I, I'm gonna, in the back this, end of the this rotation. This is what I'm going to predict. And a bullpen. This is what I'm going to predict is the starting rotation. Yamamoto, Sanga, Jordan Montgomery, Jose Quintana, Luis Severino. That's, that's the five right there. But then how about the bullpen? Oh, yeah. I, 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 they need arms. They need arms there. That's for sure. Like, your they bullpen. They need guys. They need guys. It's just so decimated. The pitching is, like, just not good at all. Look, the bullpen was was bad. And it then good. 
I feel like there's too many question marks then with the hitting. I mean, is Alonzo going to fall off? Can Lindor hold on to being that guy? Can like, I don't know. Uh, do you, can you get a competent DH for once? I mean, who's playing third base? I'm I'm not I'm not as worried in the hitting only because uh bench coach Eric Ch- Eric Chavez was the hitting coach in 2022. He did a great job in 2022. He got promoted to bench coach in 2023. Hitting fell off. Fell off hard. Now heading to 2024, he's going back as hitting coach. So hopefully he can Eric Chavez was one of the more underrated hitters in like in the 2000s. Hopefully instead of just throwing all these crappy analytics in these guys faces, he can simplify it. Which which worked in 2022. Pete hopefully Alonso does not do analytics. No, he just you know he does. Ball, ball goes kaplooey. That's what he does. <laughs> ball goes kaplooey. Um, but realistically, Mets cap off. Do you guys make the playoffs next year? I mean, we'll have a shot. Because I think you guys, I think, will be in the mid to lower 80s. I'll take it. I'll take. I'll take whatever. You guys will win 82 games. I will not take that. <laughs> What I said, mid to low eighties. I, uh, I I thought you meant the mid to high eighties. Whoops, I, I flipped them. I would <laughs> I wouldn't be happy with that. I would not, I would not I wouldn't be I crazy think about that. Best case scenario, you guys get a wild card. I don't think you have any chance to overthrow the Braves. Nah, it's still the Braves. And if the Phillies somehow can figure out how to play baseball in the regular season, they're always they're confusing. Although the most they're fun, literally although, the Miami although, Heat. That's my best sports comparison of all time. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. It's like they disappear all year. Are they bad? Do they suck? Is Bryce Harper even good at baseball anymore? And then, like, in the postseason, like, ah, that's why they paid yeah. him. Exactly, exactly. Same with Jimmy Butler. It's like, now the Heat can't win games. Do they suck? And then they'll sneak into the playoffs by the skin of their teeth and then dominate people. Like, what? Exactly. It's what they do. It's what they do. Yeah. It's like, I hate. It's like the same thing with Jalen Hurts. Like, God, I hate Philly, but damn, do I love Bryce Harper. Yeah, I, I used to hate him a lot more with the Nationals. Now I don't hate him as much. I think he matured a lot more. Yeah, probably. That's probably why. Well, before he was like, he was like in his mind, he was like the prophet. He was like the young kid battling yeah, with Mike Trout. Yeah. But now he's kind of like he was a, he, a now very, he, very like, he has a lot more of an underdog story to him. Yeah, because he's gotten hurt recently and stuff like that. And it's like same thing with Hurts. I man, do I love Hurts? What he stands for, how he plays, how he carries himself. But like, damn, do I hate the Eagles? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you kind of—it's weird because you see like. Philly fans plus Sirianni, and then you see Hurts as the quarterback. It's yeah. like weird. Like I think Bryce blends more in personality wise because he's very extroverted and out there. Like Hurts, like oh, yeah. so even after the field goal, he was just like he was almost like disappointed. He was like, "All right, here we go, time yeah. to play football." It's like it's his day job. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. He's like Jokic, bro. Like he's like, "All yeah. right, time to win the game." Yeah. I guess. Like <laughs> that's yeah. what they pay me for. Right. Exactly. Exactly. What was his extension like? Two hundred nine million, a lot, a lot of money. Yeah, that was that was a. Uh, is he the highest paid player? No, I think Lamar's was more. I think Lamar's actually maybe Jalen's was more on a per year basis okay. or something weird like that. Yeah, I think dollar amount. I think it was Lamar. Then Burrow instantly topped him. All oh, right, like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Lamar high. I hate when it comes to free agency because you always see like ten graphics of highest paid quarterback of yeah. all time, and it's like different every year. It's like Herbert highest paid, 
it hurts highest paid. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm like, all right, we're going through the cycles yeah. again. Just wait till Tua gets that contract, man. He'll get his 200. Yeah. Listen, Daniel Jones got his got his bag, so anyone could get her bag. Mac Jones, if he played, could get 20 million as a backup. He very I mean, much that, That's just like what the quarterback position yeah. dictates, man. I want to go back to Burrow. I don't think we talked about that injury. I don't think we talked about him getting hurt or anything like that. No, we did, but did we? it got erased from memory. Oh, we. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had that. Yeah, that episode that we'll never see the light of day because it's in the secret vault. Yeah. Ooh. Where would it be? But um. Well, yeah. I'll open up with Burrow. Um, being that he was. My fantasy quarterback and leads to the promise. Oh, he was also my fantasy quarterback. Well, for the viewers, Evan dropped him after that four-game bad stretch he had. And I was like, me, the logical fantasy owner, was like, he was hurt. And he's going to bye week. When he comes back, he's going to be healthy and good again. And he was. I mean, look, he played well. But the thing is, I had Jared Goff. They were putting up practically identical numbers. No, I get it. But you shouldn't have cut him. I didn't give a shit. I was like, oh, I was like. 0-4. But, like, in reality, if you played it smart, you could have just, like, let's say you waited after the buy and you had the first game or two, I definitely would have traded you multiple pieces for him. Well, I was already in a deep hole, and I was (laughs) frustrated. Um, Like, you could have had, like, Rashi Rice. First off, I I feel like I did a great job with the waiver-wise. Rashi Rice and Tank Tank Dell, man, great pick. Like, if we were in a keeper league, uh, not a keeper league, a dynasty league, It'd be over, bro. Rashi and Tank Dell would be my my two two receivers for the next decade. Uh, that's great. Good for you. You know they would be. Come that's on. good. That's great. No, yeah, because uh, wide receivers play for two decades. Yeah, that's great. I said a decade. Same thing. Um, I think I had a little bit of my Tank Dell discourse last time. I'm not sure, but I just want to say again and emphasize: like, damn, is he good? It's like. Good. I heard a little bit of chatter about him in the offseason, but, like, he played at Houston. All right, cool. But, like, how did he go so under the radar? Like, obviously he's built up more because Stroud feeds him the ball in mass quantities. Right. But, like, he is completing deep and huge plays at, like, an insane clip. Last week would have had, like – well, first off, he had a 60-yard reception called back on an illegal motion, right. which was ridiculous. Like, yeah. all right. Let's place it that bothering. He's had, like, no effect on the outcome of anything. Like, one guy twitched and, like, ah, illegal motion. Bring it back. Anyways. And then Stroud missed him on, like, a 70-yard touchdown and overthrew it by, like, five yards. Mm-hmm. Like, the I, I don't know. Yeah. I just – something so likable about that duo. Something, like, I guess, obviously, they have yeah, a good story. They're, they're young, young stars. Guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, he they, can – They're the under – they were the, you know, the high-performing, highest – you know, they exceeded expectations, stuff like that. It's like every quote Stroud had in the offseason aged beautifully. Yeah. The quote about – Oh, I don't take tests. I play football. Great one. Him going to tell. Oh yeah, because didn't he fail like the the, the, the test or something? It's not the wonder, like whatever the, the new one yeah, is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they were like, "Oh, you stupid idiot! We're not gonna draft you because you're stupid." And he was nah, like, "Nah, nah, nah." <laughs> and he was like, "Well, I don't. T- I, I'm. I. They're paying me to play football. Something along those lines." And, and old, that was like, an old amazing. white guy exec is like, "He's like, no, you're supposed to have right. the guy can ball." Yeah. Um, I think he was both of our number one quarterback going into the draft. I had Bryce. I I had Bryce. 
I think I, 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 think, I was a big Bryce guy. I think my direct quote was that Stroud was my number one, but I thought Bryce was going to go one. Okay. Um, I, I was a Bryce guy. We're going to get to that Bryce situation in ooh, a second. Ooh, yes, yes, that's a good one. Honestly, might just get into it now. I don't know. Yeah. I was going to say something. Oh, I was gonna, the other quote about Stroud, too, I was going to say was him going, calling Dell and telling him, Dell telling him, yeah. tell the Texans come get me. They went and picked him yeah. on CJ Stroud's yeah. word, and they're just phenomenal together. Yes. It's like the beautiful combination. They're both phenomenal. They have great chemistry. Yeah. You love yeah, to exactly. see it. It's At, like the direct yeah. proof of one draft can turn around your organization. Correct. Uh, before we go back, go to like the Carolina discourse. When I, I saw comments about uh, the illegal motion play, and everyone commented like, "My, uh, you know, how Tyreek does all the time and shit like that." And I saw a comment; it was like, "Oh, Miami, uh, the NFL obviously loves Miami. Obviously, they're favorites." I'm yeah. like, I don't see that. I go through this every week. You know how people say like, "Oh, you're chronically online. Like, uh, get off TikTok." It's like every time we have to record, I'm like, "Bro, get off Dolphins Twitter." Like, you're just like it's everybody's Dolph- talking about. It, so I'm like, Dolphins yeah, because because they're feeding it to you because it's all you look at. No, they're just obsessed with the Dolphins. Evan Roberts. You no, see Evan, people you see who are on Dolphins Twitter are no, obsessed with no, the Dolphins. No, Evan Roberts. You see Evan Roberts' oh, uh, tirade. Here goes again about Evan Roberts. That was, no, that was funny. <laughs> that was so funny, especially when the Dolphins, we'll, we'll talk about that later. That was so funny. It made me laugh, but please, go back, let's go back to Carolina. Um, what is the owner's name? Uh, David Tepper. Biggest bozo of all time. He, it's too early, but he could be. If dead last is Dan Schneider, mm. obviously not there anymore. But Dan Schneider is he number thirty one? Mike Davis was up there. Was Mike Davis was that the right guy's name? Mike uh, something Davis, uh, the Raiders owner. Oh well, it was Al, but Al, I was a legend. Not Al, the, but I have the wrong name. Mark. The current name, Mark. Mark Davis. Mark Davis. What Mark did I say? Davis. Mike. Mike Davis. I was close. Yeah. Was there a running back, Mike Davis? Probably. There probably was. I. I I feel like Mike Davis. He was definitely like five ten, but like, like two like thirty. He was a big dude. Yeah, but half like my, Mike told half me. my gripe real quick with Mark Davis is ninety percent his haircut and then also his coaching selection. But that's besides my point. Correct. And then a sidetrack. I saw. <laughs> I saw. On, we just fuddled down uh, the rabbit hole. Yeah, I, I know. We love it. I saw on Twitter that there was a rumor going around that uh, the GM Dave Ziegler uh, loved Stroud. Love Stroud. He was a generational player. However, um, uh, McDaniel's was so adamant on uh, on Garoppolo, and he wanted to play Garoppolo. That's the that's a rumor I saw. Oh, great, and I believe it because I feel like a lot of Raiders fans wanted them to trade up for Stroud. I just think people just didn't want Garoppolo. <sighs> it's and and that's and, and the I, I part like, that's irritating is like. All right, even if you thought Garoppolo was like good enough, like that's it. He's like he let's say best case Garoppolo is eight nine wins, correct. Then you factor in the dysfunction of the Las Vegas Raiders, correct. Plus he's old and gets hurt and a tree, correct. Free Devontae Adams. I have yes, that's true. That's that's as well. Uh, quick question, uh, easy answer. Uh, does Josh McDaniels ever get a job as a head coach ever again? He'll get an OC job in like two years. Back in New England, probably. Like, everybody will forget about him. And then, like, 
Either that or whatever new team Bill goes to, he'll bring in McDaniels. Sure. Like a special teams yeah. coordinator. But not as head coach. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, okay, good. I just want to get that. Or like some weird D1 lower end school is going to be like, ah, he, he's a, we'll give you the keys. He's a senior offensive analyst. Mike, uh, I mean, Josh McDaniels, next head coach of JMU. Oh, my God. Those kids would hate him. <laughs> Those kids. All you the see, good. You see their coach went to uh, Indiana? Indiana, yeah. I saw that. That's a good hire. That's a very good hire. I mean, everyone's uh, like, uh, he sold out. But, like, if you get offered the job at a Big Ten school, you take yeah, it. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. And especially, you know, Indiana, you know, that's. That's a legacy school. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. It's like all, the go- all the good work GMU has done, and they're gonna flush it down the toilet. They got it's kind of like Same Penn point. State's basketball program. What's the one's at Notre Dame? Yeah, Michael so like they like built it up, great coach, good system. Then he was like, "Bye, peace." peace. <laughs> I was like, "Thanks, guys." Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah. Um, back to, back to we finished in Carolina. Back to Carolina. Um, one, not only did I like, not like that he said that they were gonna pick Stroud. Yeah, he still. It was weird because he like backtracked. He was like, "But we still had Bryce Hall. I mean, Bryce Hall. Bryce Young, great as our number one quarterback. He like backhanded. So like, but we wanted we wanted Shard, but we still had him graded as one. Why do owners have to hear themselves talk? And I just also don't shut up. Why they think how much they gave up to get to one? Yeah, even though they wanted to take Stroud at two, like they gave up DJ Moore. What two ones like that year's one, th- this year's one, which is now possibly the first overall pick, and another play too besides much. the point, too much, a boatload, too much, to then blame the kid. Like I know I already made this comparison to another set of two quarterbacks, but this is these yeah. two guys are yeah. reminding me of their Tua Herbert, and it's like it's a dysfunctional system for Bryce Young slash Tua. The coaches don't believe in him. The coach wanted the other guy who is the high ceiling guy who's exceeding expectations uh, right now. Look at guy, the guy but... right – look at this guy right here. He's already all pro and a top quarterback in the league as a rookie. Why aren't you doing that? Nobody believes in him, and he needs his Josh, – uh, Josh McDaniels to support him. Mike. And what do I keep saying Josh, bro? I definitely don't. Hopefully, hopefully not Josh. <laughs> he needs his Mike McDaniels to foster him. Because he still was the most pro-ready prospect. He was accurate. He's smart. He could read defenses. Yeah. Like, you can't take that away from Bryce. Like, nothing's going right. He's getting sacked. He has Adam, aging Adam Thielen as his number one receiver. And then, like, DJ Chark, question mark? <laughs> and whatever that and Miles is. Sanders and Shubba Hubbard. And a turnstile known as their O-line. Yeah, I said that was my opening statement. I said they okay. got sacked a lot. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I, like I his help is like they're like we gave you Miles Sanders, Adam Thielen. Why aren't you winning games? Yeah. And also, I love like David Tepper's probably like, well, we predict like no, no, Dave, you wanted him, and it's you like the, wanted him. It's There's a, literally evidence of Frank Wright and Josh McCown, two people that you hired to coach this football team Stroud. that literally wanted C.J. Stroud. And what'd you say? You said nah. No. And I think that's the only reason the Texans didn't flinch because they knew they yeah. were going to fumble the pick. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Like, it, it's it's bad. It's really bad. And Listen, the, 
I, I, there, there is no guarantees that C.J. Stroud, Carolina, would have worked because because yes. the, the Frank Reich uh, system looks looked really really bad, yes. really bad. You know he you know and also he likes his guys and stuff like that. Like he has a certain sort of model for quarterbacks. Uh, you know maybe Stroud would have been that perfect fit and it would have worked, but I mean there is no guarantees. Um, that it would have worked because yeah, the Frank. Uh, I don't know what he was. It was bad. It was bad to watch. Uh, but I mean, that's a that is a team with a bad owner that could be bad for a very very long time. Because also, you're, you're okay. You're who you're gonna hire, and also, how long is that person want wants to be in that job? Like, is going to be in that job? Excuse me. Like, it, it's it's. Bad. It's bad, 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 bad all around. It's terrible. It's- and the worst part is, is I don't want to see Bryce Young go down with the ship. Absolutely. Because he not. still has every ability to be successful yeah. and be a good quarterback, and he has all the tools. But it's just, it's a lot to overcome and expect from your rookie quarterback to, like I said, to overcome dysfunction. Yeah. You know, I could definitely see, I could predict the. The Panthers hire as their next head coach. Hold on, let, let me think for a second. Let me think. Let me think. Don't overthink it. Former Texans coach Bill O'Brien. I mean, you're right with the Texans part, but not Bill O'Brien. Who? The offensive coordinator for the Texans, mm. Bobby Slo- Bobby Slowick. You think he'll definitely get hired this offseason? I'm saying as. I could see as the sense of, well, there'll definitely be a lot of interest and a lot of, you know, I think we'll definitely get some interviews. But, like, as the petty pants would be like, we couldn't have gotten him. It worked for that guy. It's going to definitely work. He worked for the, the young quarterback over there. He's going to work for our quarterback over here. If, if that's the case. But um, when does when does Bill O'Brien get another job? He do. He's the offensive coordinator for the Patriots. But, like, as head coach. Oh, I want to hire him. I still stand. I've I think never, I've I don't never think thought he was a, a bad coach. coach. He was I've, just a terrible GM. I've never thought he's been a good coach. I've never thought he was that good. I didn't. I wasn't blown away during his time at Penn State. I know that that program was in a bad spot after everything he that was. Dug, he dug them out of a hole. That and that's true. That's true. I wasn't blown away by him, but I I will give him the benefit of the doubt, and I'll say ah, you know what? Impressive. I'll say it was impressive. Wasn't blown away by it, but I was like all right, you know, fair enough. Texans, I wasn't blown away by his work at all. And obviously the GM stuff, yeah, really, really bad. Um, you know, I, I guess, you know, he re- rehabilitated his career a little bit when you win his year with, uh, well, I guess sort of, not really, with when he was the OC at uh, Alabama. Eh. Like, I've never, I've never thought he's been that good of a coach. I'm, I've never really. But like I, said, I think him. he just gets more hate. Just like I said. Because of how terrible of a GM he is. Oh well, yeah, he's a terrible GM. But also, I, personally, I don't think he's a good echo. I understand, uh, or or a good play but caller saying, or anything like that. But I'm saying, I think the public opinion is based off his GM moves rather than his coaching. Uh, there's pro- probably, probably, but I think when you look into it more, you'll be like, oh yeah. I, I think from the surface level, I'll say sure. Okay, thank um, you. That's all I want. Now, yeah. the most important part, Perk Rogers is returning. Oh, and 
This is, again, what I'm hearing on the fan is to be like, oh, the Jets can just muster out two wins these next two weeks. He can come back. Oh, um, And it's like, oh, brother. And one, there's two parts to this. A, I think they have are going to go 0-2 these next two weeks. Who are they playing again? I Atlanta, maybe. If the defense is going to have to play phenomenal. Yes, correct. Because um, I think Atlanta is very similar to the Jets in the fact that they have a good defense. Maybe not yes. as good as the Jets, but good defense led by A.J. Terrell. And, but the, on the contrary, the Jets cannot score to save their lives, and the, Card- uh, the Cardinals, the Falcons, can kind of score sometimes. Yes, correct. Sometimes. Exactly, but I'm saying, though, the Jets have no chance of scoring. Absolutely so, like, not. it'll be like 13-7. One way or the other. Yeah. I'm going to predict uh, 17-7. 17-7. Cards? Uh, why does he keep saying cards? Well, you lo- you're Falcons. losing, but uh, yes. 17-7. Um, but then they play Houston. Yeah. Who, after yeah. the Jets beat Philly, you would have been like, oh, they definitely can win both these games. Crazy. They beat the fucking Eagles. I said Phillies, bro. What is wrong with me? I, I understood what you're I, – I even heard the um, ease part. Is the, it crazy take to say, like, I'd rather see Zach Wilson than Tim Boyle? Like, am I alone in that take? Uh, No, you're not. You're not alone. Like, um, Zach was terrible. Terrible tenure as a Jets quarterback. But sometimes maybe he can do something decent. Like, he had, he had the maybe. potential to make a play. Maybe. Tim Boyle is like – you have zero hope. Oh. You're guaranteed not to make a play. He's, Zach might scramble for ten yards. Sometimes. I'm sorry, Tim Bull is not not just NFL star, not NFL starting caliber, but not NFL put you on the roster caliber. Like he's th- like, what's his name that got hired for the for the Colts because he was buddies with the owner, with Jeff Saturday. Yes, this is the same situation. Yeah. He's like, oh, you like Rodgers? Let's play you. You look, look at his college stats when he was at UConn. How is he even in like, the NFL? Like bad. Like, not good. How did he even get the job on the Packers? That's another question. Because that was unrelated to Rodgers. I think that's how they became friends. Probably. No, look, yeah, because no, he actually had different stops at different places. Like, he was undrafted. He, he was in Detroit for a second and stuff like he like bounced but around. How is he getting world. those jobs? I don't know. I have no clue. He's got to be in like the Illuminati or something. Yeah, or he is the, you know, he could be a great coach or something. I don't know. Like, look at Kevin O'Connell. And maybe he like has he's a really good interviewer. Maybe. And they're like, hey, this guy's charismatic. Yeah. Yeah, he's the charismatic. Like, in, for in God's sake, just put Trevor Simeon in. Let him throw. Like the guy may be an absolute tree, but like. He can throw it a couple times. Yeah. God. Can he move? Absolutely yeah. not. Will he wow you? Definitely not. Definitely can not. he get the ball decently to Garrett Wilson? Yeah. Look, I don't blame the Jets for finally benching Wilson. But uh, for Boyle's a problem. Like, at least they, sign, they don't have anyone. At least sign Flacco. You could have signed Wentz. No, not, well, definitely not Flacco. Wentz o- over Boyle. I, I mean, the thing is... Do not oh, sign Flacco or Wentz over Boyle. I mean, okay, well, they've had Flacco the past couple of years, so they're probably like, all right, we're done here. Wentz, yes, but also you hear all these things about Wentz of like how maybe he's the, the very much a me, me, me guy, you know? That might not go down, especially great. in that Jets locker room that, I mean, on the field, they're extremely... Uh, 
unprofessional and very, you know, they are not a clean team. It says with penalties and stuff like that. You saying they don't shower? They they very much stink. <laughs> they smell. They definitely stink. That's for sure. I mean they. I mean I was at the game on Friday. They suck. But, yeah, and you uh, were showboating like you just won the Super Bowl. You you beat the Jets, dude. You know what? And mean, you got bro, surprisingly punched in the mouth by the Jets. No, ab- no. I'm kidding. I'm what the, dude? <laughs> I went to the game last year. Tua got punched in the mouth a little bit. I mean, he, he got punched in the arm. Did you see that scab? Yeah, that tattoo's not coming back there. No, I don't think so. No. <laughs> just... Listen, I went to the game last year where the Dolphins had Teddy Bridgewater for one play. Yeah, and, you bring Teddy in, but go ahead. And a second, and a second, and a sixth round, seventh round rookie quarterback from Kansas State. And I got chirped. Out of the building by Jet fans. <laughs> chirped. Good. Dead ass. Chirped. I was just walking. I didn't even look at anyone's direction. And people were like, ah, see you later. Go beat the traffic. Ah, see you later. Bye-bye. Go Jets with their collector's cup. All that bullshit. You're like the same, but in Dolphins form, though. But the Jets are so – those Jet fans are – they don't know anything. Why weren't the Jets the one to trade for Dobbs? Dude, I don't – because they had to prove that the Zach Wilson pick was justified. It's simple as that. Dude, if, like, I, like, was, if, I, was, dude, if I was the owner, Salah in the hot seat and – Wait, what did we say? I think we said this in the offseason. I'm going to get back to your point. We, I think we very much said for them to go after Minshew before he was a cult. Literally anyone. I, we, first off, Minshew's proving his worth. He just bought himself another 10 years in the NFL. I mean, yeah. But, like, damn, bro. Somebody get, like, when Richardson inevitably comes back, somebody give him a starting job. Like, Atlanta could be way better than they are right now if they had Minshew. I mean, that Teller Heineke, but he got hurt. So. He's also incredibly all right. Is that one of your backup? That's why I said get Minshew. Minshew mania. Minshew mania. Yeah. Call me a Minshew maniac. Minshew maniac. All right. I'm not sure if I want to call you that, but... Um, the Minshew maniac. The Minshew maniac. All right. All right. I'll probably forget about that nickname, but all right. Like, there's sure. like, but don't get me wrong. There's not that many star caliber quarterbacks, but like, there's a lot of guys that can get the job somewhat done. And the Jets have none of them. The Giants even found undrafted rookie Tommy DeVito. Say what you want about him. Will he be decent ever? Is he a meme? Probably. But he has more touchdowns than the Jets' existence. I don't care. You, you, you At least Ty, Tyson Bajan. He's probably a, a body, a guy. But he's a UDFA. He's kind of like the young. He did something we'll competent. What, he won a game. I know it was against the, the Panthers, but he, the Raiders. he won two games? The Raiders. He's he won two games. Oh, two then. games. The Raiders and the Panthers. Like, these you teams you are finding like, value you Don't you have, like, a UDFA guy that, like, out of nowhere? Like, like the, Tommy DeVito is, like, the exciting guy that can run a little bit, and, like, he has upside. I mean, yeah. He's, you got, he's, they just have yeah, no he, upside guys. He's the young UDFA that has nothing to prove. He's he's the wily guy, like ah, what, whatever. Who cares? There's the pressure's off. Like the Jets' quarterback room is a bunch of incredibly I mean, low ceiling guys for some reason. Yeah, that's true. And listen, uh, the expectations 
were a little different in the sense because, I mean, you also the reason why I'm also like rubbing it into Jet fans as well is because the the expectations given by that themselves and the media incredibly high, unbelievably high, and I was one of those one of the people on this podcast on this. I may have been wrong, maybe potentially wrong about Bryce Young, but I was very much right on people's expectations on the New York Jets. Because they will always They jet. will always jet. People like to say Lowell Met, Lowell Jets. They gave <laughs> up a 99-yard Hail Mary. Only the Jets. Pick six. Pick six. Yeah. I saw that. It was like makes you so I, was, happy. I was on that side. I was laughing. I, w- I was happy, but I was laughing. I was like, there is no way. There's only one team that does that. It's the Jets. It's the new butt fumble. Mm. It's incredible. I know we kind of sidetracked, sidetracked on uh, off of no, Aaron Rodgers, but I also oh, yeah, really wanted to. Rogers. I really wanted to talk about the Jets because I was at the yes. game and stuff like that. Well, that's basically just... the storyline is the Jets. Yeah, I think the main point, like where I opened up with Rodgers, is, and I really don't have much to say other than I hope they win these next two games because then it like puts Rodgers in a position where like. We can call his bluff. Like, are you actually gonna play? Yeah. Like, is it like if the Jets lose? It's like, was he ever gonna play? Did he think the Jets are gonna lose? Nobody knows. Right. Because Rodgers, of course, can be like, yeah, I definitely would have came back, but now we suck. So like, if they <sighs> yeah. win these next two games, it puts Rodgers in a position. Like, all right, you are. Were you serious this whole time? Yeah, that's the thing with Rodgers because he never is, know. He never know. Also, he you know who loves Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, Pat McAfee, well, and, and Pat McAfee, but also <laughs> he Pat McAfee loves Aaron Rodgers, but also not Travis Kelsey, not Travis Kelsey, very much not <laughs> Travis Kelsey. But Aaron Rodgers <laughs> loves Aaron Rodgers, Pfizer. Mr. Pfizer. Like like nobody, like he'll just be on Pat McAfee, and like nobody's even mentioned exactly. Travis. He's like the AGC Mr. Pfizer yeah. this week, and everyone's like, "What, bro?" But then also, like, it took like. Kelsey like three years to like respond and people were like I don't even think what? I saw the response what I saying? forget what it was but I think he just like laughed it off and tried and tried his form I think he tried he did like a joke and people were like dude it took like that's that's what he came up with in three four weeks uh, something like that. those Kelsey brothers are really like doing something though like I'll give them all the credit though like they're big time now oh they're big time oh they're, oh, they're huge they're, they're mad they I mean they have a number one billboard song yeah I mean I wouldn't be surprised if Madden 25 uh, cover, Jason Kelsey, the first ever lineman. <laughs> I would not be surprised. No, it's going to be the two of them. Oh, yeah, probably. No, that's on the deluxe. And then oh. and then, and then then T-Swift right on the side. Because, you, you, yeah. you know, you need the 13-year-old girls to get the Xbox and, you know, get the microtransactions, My, get the ultimate yeah. team, stuff like that. My not-so-hot take is he's going to retire this offseason. Kelsey? Tra- yeah. uh, Jason? Travis. Travis? Travis and so. Jason. They go out as a duo. They face off in the Super Bowl Again. one more time. Oh my God. Travis musters at the W. They, they, they tie. The game ties. And they, they just hug it out in the middle of yeah. the field and cry. It's like uh, the episode <laughs> of SpongeBob, or the Fry Cook games, where. Uh, oh Sp- my God. Yellow, pink, you do. And they walk off in the sunset. And Andy Reid and Dixie are like, no, no, no. Honestly, you got to make that meme and post it. Be like, the NFL Super Bowl script leak. Don't take it. Don't take it. Don't take it. <laughs> don't take it, anyone. All right, it's ours. Um, All right, well, Evan, give us a final outro as we hit the 40-minute mark. Okay, so I, I'll quickly finish the Rodgers thing. Oh, go ahead. Um, I'm going to say this. The, if Rodgers comes back and he gets hurt again, that medical staff 
is on full blast. I don't care what, uh, whatever drug or whatever thing Rogers is using. I mean, Achilles is an Achilles, so I'm not sure you would have to at 40 years old. At 40 years old. And also, look, Cam Akers was like the fastest I think in recent memory. That was like five, six months. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, what, what happened to him again? He also got hurt. He got hurt again, right? Yeah, he hasn't been yeah, playing for. He a got few hurt years. again. Yeah, you go ahead. And then. also, uh, the the damn MetLife turf it took a took a which call it Phillips Jalen Phillips from us. Fucking listen, I'm hoping he returns like Cameron Wake. They got to do it in the offseason. They got to get rid of that turf. We say every year, but like, I feel like this is the year. That that turf is still there is embarrassing. It's like it's embarrassing. voted by the whole league every year. It's the worst field to it's play. It's embarrassing. On. They had a fucking survey that everyone said that shit is ass. And I say that shit is ass. You're not t- even on the field, but getting in that damn stadium, that damn yeah. complex. I hate. MetLife not, There is nothing worse than that MetLife Park. It may I be a dumpster, it. but it's our dumpster. Uh, absolutely. I do not claim that piece of garbage. I hate MetLife. It that looks like a UFO a crashed in the middle of the swamps. Yeah. I can't believe I'm saying it. I missed the old giant stadium. I, I can't believe I say it. I've, I've been a, I've been very critical. It wasn't it like it wasn't that good of a stadium, but like it was like similar to Shea, where it's, it was like it, it's it ours. Fun. Exactly, exactly, exactly. But um At least City Field is actually like really good. It's a it's a very nice stadium. It's a very nice. Um, All right. Well But okay, I'll end on this. I'll end on this thing. This is our final statement. Yes. I can't believe it. He returned. CM Punk in WWE. And Randy Orton. And Randy Orton. <laughs> cannot forget. Dude, Randy Orton's been R-Truth out for a next? very, very long time. What? R-Truth's next? R-Truth came back. Oh, he did come back. He did I heard come rumors back. that he was going to come back. He did come back. CM Punk. The, play, the place that he where he walked out. God, he looks old. I mean, well, yeah, he's... Randy's oh, in good shape. Oh, he's in amazing shape. Holy crap. He's, he looks great. He looks great. But Punk, Ooh. it looks awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no. But um, Punk, I, I honestly can't believe, you know, he walked out of that place 10 years ago. About 10 years ago to the date, like about a couple days removed, he had an infamous podcast interview with Colt Cabana where he laid in on WWE and why he left, getting fired on his wedding day, uh, misdiagnosing a staph infection, Misusing him, not giving the main event WrestleMania, all that stuff, just dumped on him. Uh, dumped on WWE. We're like, all right, no way, Jose. There's no way in hell he's coming back. And obviously, in 2021, comes back to wrestling with AEW. Although he had a stop in 19, 2019 with WWE backstage, but that was, that's different. And we're like, all right, he's back in wrestling, he's back in professional wrestling, but not with WWE. Fast forward two years later. He gets fired in AEW, and now he's back in WWE. Very surprising. And I don't know how I feel. I'm excited, but I'm also nervous. You know, it, it's the saying, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Is Punk a changed man? Recent, um, recent scene bias, I guess. No. He's been... It looks like he's uh, very much not an easy person to work with. Mm. But intrigue, interest has definitely uh, risen. That's for sure. 
But who knows? Hopefully, Triple H has something up his sleeve and how to build him. Uh, his op- his returning promo was kind of eh, but who knows? It could be like a Homelander thing uh-huh. where he's like, he thinks he's the hero, but he's actually very much not the hero. That could be interesting. I would like that character. That would be a really good character. Mm. And I would definitely buy that. Hopefully, he doesn't get into arguments and to fights backstage. So, glad you're back, punk. <laughs>